What's up, FC Dallas fans? Welcome back to another episode of DTID, the official FC Dallas podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Melser, and today I was joined by Martin Poss, FC Dallas' starting goalkeeper. Martin is from Nijmegen in the Netherlands, and we spoke about how his dad introduced him to the game at a young age, why he decided to become a goalkeeper at age 15, his early career for his hometown team, his transfer to FC Dallas and MLS, and what it's been like moving to Texas. I hope you guys enjoy the show, and as always, if you have any suggestions for future guests, please reach out to me on Twitter, at Garrett Melser. Alrighty, Martin Poss, welcome to DTID. How are you doing? I'm great. What about you? I'm doing good. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate your time. <clears throat> but we'll go ahead and get started. So you were born in Nijmegen, the Netherlands. Uh, what was your childhood like there, and how did you get into soccer? Yeah, it was great. Um, my father was the chairman of a, like an amateur side club. So yeah, I was born there, and he was like uh, the chairman there. My brothers played soccer, so it was for me an easy transition to go into that. And no, I loved it directly. The only thing was like I couldn't play soccer without my father, so he would always like had to train my team. So that was kind of funny because we had like uh, like the youngest age group. They had like a coach, and then uh, we set up like a new team because I couldn't train without my father. So that was kind of weird. But no, and then I was uh, yeah, I was there until I was seventeen. So I, I yeah, took. Uh, or 16 or 17 before I went to professional. So mm-hmm. uh, no, it was a big part of my childhood there. And uh, yeah. So with goalkeepers, I'm always interested, how you decided to play that position? Cause it's always, I feel like they usually have a story where, you know, the normal goalkeeper was out sick. And so they got yeah. stuck in goal. What about you? How did it happen? Okay. Um, so I was a striker until I was 15. Oh, wow. So the thing was, I when I was eight, nine, I played like futsal indoor. Mm-hmm. I, I was the goalkeeper for futsal and I really liked it. But at the age of 10, I get like uh, a decision to make. Would I be like a goalkeeper or a striker? And then the easy decision was a striker because I, yeah, as a young kid, you don't want to go into the, like the, into the deep. So... <laughs> No, I did that for five more years then. And uh, like in the under 15s, I really didn't enjoy it anymore. I uh, I said like, I canceled trainings because I just didn't feel it and stuff like that. And then my coach came up to me and said like, hey, uh, for next year, we're searching for a goalkeeper and in training, you're always like, rather play goalkeeper <laughs> than striker anymore. So but what will you think about it? And I, then I thought about it and I found like my new passion and, Instead of canceling the trainings, I like keep asking for more trainings. So I had like six, six or seven trainings a week then, wow. and with diff- with various like age groups, and then I started progressing really fast. And uh, then I, uh, when I was the age of under fifteen, I played already with under nineteen the promotion, relegation. Uh, at the end of the year and then yeah keep on progressing and I like learned everything by myself like from videos or YouTube or Mm -hmm. from the TV so no that was kind of a yeah a big big change and but I liked it and uh, yeah from there yeah, from till the day of today, uh, I'm still progressing, so it's really fun to see. So you didn't change positions till 15. Yeah, that's pretty old, um, considering you know you made it at the professional level. Like when when you made that change, did you have any fears that that would set you back in terms of maybe wanting to be a professional? Yeah, my like I had the ambition always, but as a striker, it just wouldn't be like mm-hmm. I didn't have the potential as a striker. 
but it was more I, I like to play like competitive amateur side that's what I did as a striker and I was like I was good in goal scoring but I was very lazy <laughs> so uh, then at the age of 15 I just found like what what gave me joy and, and what, what my passion was about and like as long as I just thought it was fun uh, yeah that was that was more for me and more important for me than mm-hmm. a certain uh, ambition or something but then after the years continue and like after two years they I saw I was way better than the other people of my age and then yeah I got a letter from NEC Nijmegen it's the it's the it's the professional side from my uh, from my hometown and then uh, yeah did some trial trainings and yeah I was I was flying those days so now after one training they already said uh, we've seen enough and then yeah wow so you mentioned NEC Nijmegen now like your that was your youth club and then you became a professional there but you didn't uh, play professionally for them but you moved on to Utrecht uh, how did that move come about? So uh, when I, the first year when I came there, um, yeah, you play. I was 17, I think, and I played for the under 90s, and I was part of the first team, but like a third or fourth goalkeeper. And uh, that year we went like almost to the Europa League uh, like qualification, and it's like a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. It was very good, but I was still so young and I had like some really, really top goalkeepers who played also for the national team. So I was like 17 and back then I was really enjoying soccer and I was enjoying being part of such a like a professional side. You get like the breakfast and the lunch and yeah, you go to this amazing stadiums and play every week for a lot of, lot of guys. And then the second year we got relegated to the, to the second division and uh, my hometown club it's a it's a club that is always like very yeah they are very passionate fans but it can also turn out like uh, on on another role like can be very negative Mm -hmm. so there's always like huge pressure from like the investors and stuff and the whole city so they usually always go for like an experienced routine goalkeeper and they wouldn't take the like the risk to to play a young one and then uh, yeah after two years being on the bench we relegated and we didn't go up the next year yeah I just wanted to play because I think that's the most important thing as a young young professional player you have to play games and uh, on a on a level that's suited for you and uh, there I played like the last year I was with NSA I was second goalie but I played like six games in a year and that was way too less for me yeah so then um my contract ran out. Uh, they offered me a new contract, and I thought it was very disrespectful. <laughs> so, and then I was like, uh, "Yeah, well, then, because I played for the national team mm-hmm. uh, for my age groups, I I had a lot of interest." And then, uh, yeah, I met with Utrecht, and they had a very good plan with me. Um, their second team plays second level as well. Yeah. So they play with NSA back then, and then uh, the 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 idea was to be part of the first team and play games like regularly with the second team. So now that was amazing to a new city, uh, yeah, growing up there and uh, get an own house, mm-hmm. doing all your own stuff. I already lived in my hometown on my own because I wanted to learn like to be on independent and on myself. But then mm-hmm. it was a new city. 
And uh, no, they went also a little bit faster than I thought because the second game I had to start because there were some injuries oh, wow. and uh, kept the clean sheet and uh, set a benchmark for myself to the club and to the fans and then and to my teammates and worked really hard. And then uh, after that year, I became the first goalie. So yeah. There you go. Yeah, and you also you also mentioned uh, that you played for the youth national team at that around that time, um, and you know it's the Dutch national team. Like it's it's one typically you know one of the strongest yeah. programs in, in the world. What was that experience like? Okay, so uh, my first year when I went professional, I went to the European Championships with the year older. Uh-huh. So that was like. And that team was unbelievable. They they called it the Golden Generation. Mm-hmm. What were some of the players that we? Uh, yeah, Bergwijn, you know him yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah Nuri. There's a bit of a tragic story yeah, but yeah. with uh, the stuff that happened to him. But now, uh, yeah, I played with Matthijs de Ligt, Frankie de Jong. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone yeah. was there. Uh, all the big Ajax team who yeah. went to the semi-final of the Champions League. A lot of players. From there were the national teams, so yeah, that was quite an experience to go from an amateur side where you learn everything from yourself to be a goalkeeper to to almost the top of yeah the world on your age group or even from above. So uh, now I went second goalie there, and then uh, the next year I was also the second goalie. Uh, because the the first goalie was like always the first goalie of the age groups, mm. and then when uh, when I started to become first goalie of FC Utrecht, I became the first goalie of the under twenty one okay. team. I actually played against America as well, oh, really? zero zero, and I played really good that game in Spain. The clean sheet, there you go. Yeah, I think it was against their Olympic team. Like oh, they went to do, yeah, U twenty three. So it's funny because I, we play against a lot of people I played back then. Mm-hmm. No, and then, uh, yeah, it was like finally uh, a moment where I could be like the first goal goalie there. And uh, yeah, that was like a very fun year, to be fair. It was my first year really as a first choice goalkeeper. And I did really well until I broke my shoulder in January in, uh, mm. in a mid-season training camp in Spain against Bayern Leverkusen. And then, uh, yeah, from there it was... Covid break, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was just like, uh, yeah, like an, a roller coaster of two years where I had a lot of like injuries and uh, bad luck and uh, no, just on and off. Like coaches come give me faith, and mm. then so it was kind of like a big roller coaster, and then uh, yeah. I was going to kind of ask about that because um, after you moved to Utrecht, you were, you know, starting uh, in the Eredivisie as a really young goalkeeper, yeah. um, younger than most goalkeepers. Typically, you know, you peak at a later age. Yeah. What was the pressure like that in like, those two years that you mentioned were some injuries? What, what, so what was that process like of really becoming a professional and seeing the ups and downs that comes along with it? Yeah, yeah. FC Utrecht is, is like a club who has a lot of pressure because they always have like really high ambitions. Mm-hmm. And the last year's they couldn't really yeah, aim to that ambition, which which was too bad. But no, I think like this this club has always like very high peaks. Like the just before I came here, we had like the best season start in history. Mm-hmm. And then we had like one of the baddest streaks after that. Oh, really? So it's like a very emotional club. Like mm-hmm. if you win, you have the, feel, the feeling like last year we won in the arena against Ajax 1-0. 
and then they have the feeling oh we can be champions and then we lose four games in a row and we have to be afraid for relegations that's a bit how the like how intense the the emotions are with that club yeah and of course you grow you you grow really a lot as a like a mature guy and especially the goaling the goalie position which is the most responsible position of of all you know uh, especially as a young guy yeah and um, no i think it was it was good in a way and also hard in a way but it, it it's yeah it matured me a lot and i it growed me as a person a lot and uh, yeah you you get to the, get to know a lot about yourself i think that for sure so h- after all that how did your move to fc dallas and mls come about because typically um you know foreign goalkeepers in MLS, uh, they're not too common. It's a lot of good American goalkeepers and typically teams want to stay with what they know, you know, and stuff like that. So how did, how did that move come about for you? So in November I played against Ajax when, when, what I just mentioned, we won. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, back then I was like also in stats and everything. I was one of the top goalies of the, of the league. So after that game, I got a ring from my agent and uh, he told me like, FC Dallas has interest in you and uh, they want to see from January if maybe we can progress some things. And then my agent just said like, Utrecht never gonna do that because uh, (laughs) yeah, they will ask for too much money Mm -hmm. and it will be like not realistic. and also for you, for yourself, for your development, now you're in a good place and just keep where you are. Maybe mm-hmm. like what you say in national team, stuff like that. Also the first team was inside at that moment. And then we had a bad streak with the bad results. And uh, especially in December, um, yeah, I, I had also one or two games where I didn't perform the way I, I could. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then our coach was under a lot of pressure and he chose to, to go for another goalie mm. for the line. And it was not the first time for me. So I was like, I just need a fresh start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, my my agent told me like, yeah, I think that is still in the running if, if you want. Mm. And yeah, I just took the shot <laughs> and moved to the other side of the world. And uh, now it's been very good so far. So. Yeah, and that's kind of my next question. You know, it's a very different league in a lot of ways and it's a very different country, yeah. of course. So what has the, uh, first off, the league, how, how has the league been different from what you're used to in Europe? Yeah, I think it's just, it's very like, because of how the, the league is set up, I think just the teams are very like, very like uh, equal to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everyone has like three, four star players and uh of course, some formation are different. Uh, Minnesota is different than, mm. for example, uh, LAFC. Mm. But they all have like three or four star players who can do like, so you have to be really, really sharp every every week, especially in the front three or with the midfield, they have always star players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's other. I think it's also the, the, the league is more physical than the Dutch yeah. league. Uh, set pieces are very important here uh, also up and down i think it's more tactical in holland where it's more everything happens in the midfield mm-hmm. and it's just yeah something like tactical has to happen if you have to advance and get a get a goal scoring opportunity where here it's sometimes it's like you attack you defend <laughs> you attack <laughs> so i think that is a major difference and of course like holland 
if if we have to drive with bus for two hours, we think it's a very far away game. And here, if you fly like three and a half hours with time zones, with different cultures, with different uh, temperatures, everything, mm-hmm. it's just the climates. It's just, yeah. I was going to ask about the travel because yeah. it's crazy. It is yeah. crazy what we do here in comparison. Yeah, yeah, you can't compare it with, with Holland, but no, I like it. It's, uh, yeah. You, you have to be on top of everything, like on your on your uh, nutrition, on your body, mm-hmm. because otherwise you could, just can't handle it. And especially because I came from the European season to here. So for me, I'm from June 2021. It's like one straight line until now. So I, I just have to treat everything really good. Otherwise, it just, yeah, yeah. you will see it. So uh, no, it's just, it asks a lot from yourself, but it will grow you as a professional as well mm-hmm. yeah man you need an off season soon <laughs> yeah. well uh we first have a very important one and a half month uh to go i think and uh yeah we want to we we want to go as far as possible so for sure for sure what about off the field um you know moving from the netherlands to dallas you know it's a very different place a lot more trucks fewer bicycles but yeah, what, yeah, other yeah. than that you know what's what's been what's it been like moving here uh, yeah, of course, uh, a lot of positive stuff. Uh, I love it here. The, I have to say some things are really extreme, like the storms and the floods and the <laughs> temperatures and uh, everything is extreme in Texas, they say it, I think, but and the portions mm-hmm. as well. The food. Yeah, everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But no, the people are so lovely here. I think I never met like a region where people are so friendly than here. And you notice it even when you travel in the country, like it's... Nothing is in comparison with mm-hmm. with Texas, I think, and or Dallas in specific. But no, and uh, yeah, it's just the American lifestyle. We have a great apartment building where everything. We don't li- have to leave the building for four days, and we still like have enough amusement for there. So that's great. Uh, no, and the club is like a family, so that's really important. And of course, there are some some stuff like being away from your family for ten mm-hmm. months, eleven months. It's not something that I was used to. So I have to like find a way in that. And uh, also yeah, with my girlfriend who has a very intense job and uh, she has to travel a lot. So yeah, we find our balance in that. And, no, it's good, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You mentioned your girlfriend there and, and her job, she's a modeling industry, right? How did you guys meet and how's it been for her moving you know, to a completely new continent? Yeah, well, we meet, uh, I think in a pandemic and uh, I have to say she she changed my world in so many yeah so many ways I think without her I I couldn't do this as easy as I do now uh, so she gives me kind of a, like a, a, a yeah a rest in my inner peace there you go I would say so no it's it, it's been amazing so far and of course th- there are some obstacles because we just bought a house in Holland for example in December and in January we had to move and yeah of course it it's something she she has to accept sometimes that that, it, that the life of living with a soccer player is not the easiest way mm-hmm. especially in, when she has such a busy life as well but no i think we're doing really good and uh what you say we both are ready to 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 finish if finish off strong this season and then to take a nice off season and uh, enjoy uh the time that we have together, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. You deserve it. Um, one more question before we get to some just quick questions. Uh, long-term in your career, uh, 
how, where do you see yourself, you know, playing your soccer? Where do you want, what do you want to achieve? How, how are you feeling about it right now? Yeah, I, you know, I set goals for a long time, but for me, it's just living in the now is one of the most important things of this, this the era. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think if you live a lot in the future, you will never like enjoy the moment. So that's the first thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit like a tricky, uh, tricky question because I feel like the league here is developing in such a rapid pace that that here it, it is very attractive to stay here as well. But of mm-hmm. course, now at the moment, the opportunities lay also in Europe. So uh, yeah, you never know uh, what I say. I want to live in a moment and I signed a deal here. I'm very happy that I stay like permanent here. And uh, one of my big goals is to, in four years, to be part of the Dutch team in America for the World Cup. So that's one of my big goals. And what I have to do to achieve that is, uh, yeah, is, is written in the, in the future. But uh, I just work really hard and uh, I'm developing myself here in so many ways with the coaching stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, if I keep going like that, I think I will make a great shot. But yeah, let's see. Gotcha. Well, we're happy to have you. Yeah. Okay. So some quick ones for you now and more fun question. Then we'll let you go. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, who is the best goalkeeper of all time? Of all time, I would say Gianluigi Buffon. Good one. Good one. No Edwin van der Sar on the Dutch side? No, I think he's really good. And uh, but like just the time mm-hmm. phrase, like Edwin van der Sar was really good. Like I think in the end of his career. Yeah, in the United. But yeah, for example, Juventus Buffon like yeah. sweeps him away. So for just I respect him a lot, Edwin van der Sar. And he also after the game against Ice, he gave me a lot of compliments. So I like that as well. But <laughs> it's just more like for the length of his career and he's still doing it at 43, I think it's just unbelievable. It is, yeah. Um, okay. What is something that has surprised you most about living in Texas? Well, what surprised me the most, the weather, of course, like <laughs> this week we had a storm like out of nowhere in downtown and it was like, I lost all my pillows of my furniture. It was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. And uh, no, I think what I said also is like the, f- the friendliness of, of mm-hmm. the people here is just very remarkable. So. Favorite food that you found in Texas that you didn't have in Europe? Uh, well, I have to think about it. Well, I love the food in Nick and Sam's. It's a steakhouse. Okay. So I have to say that the meat there, I think in overall, the meat here is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never eat so much meat in my life with all the asados here and all the barbecues. <laughs> yep. But it's definitely good. But uh, no, I would say Nick and Sam's was, was fun. Gotcha. All right. Um, aside from your family, what do you miss most about living in the Netherlands? Yeah, I was just talking with my girlfriend about that. It's, I think it's just the little things, you know, like uh, like the kennels in Utrecht when I lived there, you know, it's just, uh, or uh, talking Dutch <laughs> or stuff like that. No, I'm actually in two days, I'm going to meet the, the queen. And I used to meet the king and the queen, but the king is sick, but I'm going to meet them and I have a dinner with them on the table. So that's very nice. It's like with a lot of Dutch guys, so I can speak Dutch there. But no, I think it's the little things. And also, for example, like personal, some with my family, for example, my, my grandparents didn't went so well. So it's just mm. nice to see them like yeah. again. I think just to see my family and friends mm-hmm. and 
just if you want to go there, just being able to drive there, it's, that's the thing I miss, I think. For sure, that makes sense. Okay, um, what's the best soccer game you've ever watched? The best soccer game I've ever watched, like live? Um, or could be on TV, whatever, uh, just one as a viewer that you had. I like the, the World Cup of 20, 2006, I think the most, because mm -hmm. it was like the first like active memory for me as a World Cup. Mm -hmm. And then which ones should I say? I think maybe like their the final France against Italy with the PKs. Uh, okay. I, I love the one with the Sidan Panenka and the Materazzi <laughs> header. I think that was a very that was nice. Crazy. Like, I think back to the Dutch team in the 2008 Euros when they just like the group stage. Yeah, just and then they, incredible. Yeah, incredible. and then they slipped against the Russia. Russia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arshav, and that was. That was a that was a good tournament though. Yeah, it was fun also because the the group stage. I remember a game against France. We won four one, I think. Mm -hmm, four one. And I was with, on a high school camp or like elementary school camp mm -hmm. then back then. So or soccer camp or was I was <laughs> in a camp and watching that. And I don't know if you ever saw like how the like the environment is in Holland when there's a World Cup or a European Cup, but it's like all orange, orange and yeah. everyone's like dressed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, what's the, your favorite moment of your career so far? I know you're still a young guy, but... Yeah, I think, well, with Utrecht, it was for sure the game in, in the arena mm -hmm. where we won 1-0 and I got mad of the match. I had a three triple save that went viral on all of the internet. And it I've was, seen that. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, sometimes you just have the, the feeling like whatever you do, like it... Uh, it's the ball can go go in mm -hmm. and i think with fc dallas the game against galaxy was was my best memory where i saved the pk mm -hmm. i got the man of the match and uh got my cowboy hat so there you go it's a cowboy good. hat yeah <laughs> all right last one for you and you can't say the netherlands or the united states who is going to win the world cup this year who is a difficult one well, I, I would just hope because they're like waiting for so long to, that it will be England because England. yeah they are like very close to it like now for the, the World Cup and the Euros and I think just uh, I think the soccer belongs in from England and you see how, how they like uh, yeah how crazy everything come with that it's coming home and I would, I would just give it to them. Perfect. Well, you heard it here first. It's coming home for England. Yeah. Martin, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. You're welcome.